Let's remember that art is a conversation. Whatever anyone puts into the world is not in its finality of the conversation. Imagine it as a milestone of this artist's train of thought. Welcome to Artist Talk Central, where we ask artists about their dreams and journeys and challenges and struggles. I'm your host, Buddy, and a bit of a weird friend, Sharice. Let's get right into it. Welcome back to this week's podcast on Artist Talk Central. I am here today with the Inside Out podcast host, Jell, uh, and we're going to discuss uh, some controversies surrounding the topics of art and cultural identity. Anyways, the mm. first controversial question about art and identity is that, is it appropriate for artists from one cultural background to create art that portrays Portrays, 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 or represents another culture, even if they haven't experienced it personally. For example, what do right. you think? <laughs> mm-hmm. When I when I got this question from you, I was like, honestly, like the the very PR answer is like, <laughs> no, it's not appropriate at all. Like that's cultural appropriation, and mm. you're it's it, it'll, it's like borderline racism, pro- probably <laughs> right, because you're ignorant of like the other person's culture. Yeah. Um, but I will say there are also examples in, let's specifically in music, that kind of go against that. And okay, it's, for it's, example. It's songs that we know. So you, you know Africa by Toto, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, um, gonna take a line and drag me away from you. So the song Africa by Toto, the artist has never stepped foot in Africa. Mm-hmm. But it was just a, like, a love letter for, for the country. The not, not necessarily. It's it's about someone. So the writer, the, the the artist was writing about a man who loves Africa so much that this is what this man would be singing about. Mm. So I mean, obviously there aren't any racial things against. Uh, like they're not they're not putting anything racially stereotypical about Africa or stuff. But yeah, he's never been to Africa, but he can still write a song that's still appropriate. Because it's more of like a love for a place he's never been to. Yeah. So it's it's like it's not. A, is it appropriate or not? To me, a lot of people like singing that song. Mm-hmm. So obviously something's done right. Another example that I have in the Philippines. Um, so some Filipinos might know this song. It's called Buchike. Mm-hmm. Buchike. So the whole if you guys search it up on Spotify, all the lyrics. Yeah. Is what. <laughs> I'll read some to you right now. <laughs> Ready? So the chorus mm-hmm. is Pong Choila. Chi Chi Di Kong Koila. Buchi Kik. Ek Ek Ek. Bobo Chi Chang. Chi Chi Di. Ko Tong Nang. Buchi Kik. Ek Ek Ek. That's the chorus. Okay. Right. So this is <laughs> the, the reason the artist wrote the song is this is what he imagines the Chinese language to sound like. Oh, because I think I, oh my God. I think I know what, this. It's yeah. what he's heard like. Because there is a there's a place where a lot of Chinese people like trade in in the Philippines as well, yeah. And this is what we he hears when he walks through that mm-hmm. when he walks through that uh, yeah. uh, that that part of the city. And I was like, yes, you we can call it racist, but to be it was a movement. Like people use this song for morning exercise. Oh, really? Okay. And yeah, and it's it's just something that in that generation, it was. I don't know. I don't know if they cared if it was appropriate or not. That's also a big thing yeah. of how I'm answering this question is. Now we care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But is this care going too far sometimes? Like, do we need to always... Rain it, rain it back a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. There, I don't know if you guys have seen that video where 
there's this um, American student, a white, like Caucasian American student. He w- he dressed up as like a full on uh, like the red Chinese garb. He wore like a like uh-huh, uh-huh. a Chinese hat, like the traditional yeah. And he dynasty. Went, yeah, yeah, and right? then he went through his college campus asking, "Is this appropriate to wear?" And then um, they were saying, "Oh no, it's really inappropriate because it's ra- racial stereotyping." Blah 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 blah. All of those students were saying that. And then when he went to Chinatown, or like basically he asked some Chinese people, "Is this okay for me to wear?" They're like, oh, really good, really handsome, really yeah, nice. Because he is, um, well, okay. Actually, I'm not, I don't think the question anymore is like, is it appropriate or not? It's like, what are you doing with it? Like, and I, his I, intentions. Yeah. So for yeah. me, it's always like, it's like a tool. Uh, every art form is a tool. Yeah. Are you using this art to discriminate the culture? That's when I say like, yes. okay, I'm calling, yeah. I'm calling that out. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there are times where someone's intentions are could bad. be… Are come from… a Coming from a malicious point. Yeah. But there's also yeah. some who maybe they make like, the song, Butchie Kick. It, it came from a very like wholesome place where, oh, that's just how I heard it. But people could just bring it up nowadays and be like, no, he was racist. He wanted to segregate, blah, blah, blah. It's sometimes the unfortunate reality is you don't know how other people interpret what they're trying to do. Yeah. Right? Your intention could be the best intention, good and wholesome. But then when it comes to other people, they have their own way of adding their own stuff in it as well. Yeah. So I think that's the that's the hard part of saying is is an is art appropriate or not? It's like, well, all art is inherently for the user. But yes. once they put it out to the world, that's yeah. when it becomes like, uh, you put it for a stage for other people to mm-hmm. say, look, I think that there's a racist tone to this. It's like, well, it's not my intention. And then it just goes back to having a good conversation mm-hmm. where this is just one, how one person wants to communicate something yeah. through this art form. And then if you have a disagreement with it, bring it up and bring it up well, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I noticed you used this word and like how, why would you use it this way? And yeah. then maybe their intentions weren't as bad as we thought. Mm-hmm. I saw a quote and... Uh, art is a mirror of society, right? It's it's to bring, you know, something controversial out is essentially to strike up a conversation. And again, from what we talked about just now, conversations can be very good and can be very healthy if we make it to be, you know? And sometimes, you know, what could be seen as, you know, a little bit controversial, inappropriate now, maybe we'll look back in 10 years because, you know, Things like cultural appropriacy has just been brought up in the recent years, right? Maybe we will look back on something that is totally normalized in our days today. And in 10 years, it will be like, oh my God, I really did that? Like I was part of that, I don't know, stereotype or part of reinforcing that, you know? And um, as long as your intentions come with love and you're not trying to maliciously maliciously like segregate anybody or discriminate anybody, I think, you know, even, even, yeah, it's up to how you interpret it. And I think it's it's a really thin line, yeah. I believe that people tend to forget that, or they they forget that an art piece in any form is still part of a conversation and not the end of the conversation. Mm. They believe that this is what they present to the world. That's their final thought. I'm like no, yeah. When, when there's an art piece, yeah. when there's a piece of writing, when there's a song, it's still part of an ongoing conversation. Absolutely. And I think it'd be a better way to see it that way. Like if there's a song or a, a YouTube video, that's also a creator thing, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or a video or a film that makes you angry because of something or that's controversial. 
remember that it's a part of a bigger conversation and it's not a finality. Yeah. It's not a conclusion. Yeah, absolutely. So don't get so caught up into it to say like, this is the only thing this guy believes in because he produced this video. He, yeah, yeah, that's what he did. And, like, and come on. that's the end game. I mean like, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think sometimes people are a little bit too insensitive before even trying to understand the, the point of view. They already assume something, which I have also been. Don't worry. You know, I guess that's the person a human, to do that. A, I it's guess a, sometimes yeah. when you're tired, uh, it's a human thing. I, I won't say that we're saints and that we don't like. There's one as point long as where, you recognize it and try to change yeah. and improve. Oh, because man. personal growth man. is always great. Yeah. yeah. Personal growth, mindfulness, man. Exactly. Concepts. Okay. And the next question is that how should controversies surrounding controversial arts that depict sensitive cultural subjects be handled? And should certain art be censored? Actually, I think with cancel culture lately, though, I think (laughs) (laughs) the booming cancel culture lately, I think a lot of things are Can we cancel cancel culture? Is that a thing? Is that like (laughs) ironic to say that I want to cancel cancel culture? It's kind of weird. I don't know, though. The the thing with like censoring, I don't know, history, books and anything, it always comes with advantages and disadvantages, you know? Yeah. We've seen it. I don't, We've seen I don't, it. don't know I don't if get I into... believe in complete transparency of everything. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of things, you know, uh, with something as sensitive as uh, cultural identity and especially with minorities, right? People have experienced trauma and really hurtful things with that type of thing. And if sometimes, if if everything is completely uncensored, that could bring up a lot of trauma for that person. So... I don't know. I'm not educated enough in terms of like policies to comment too much on this, but it's it's a really thin line to walk on. Yeah. But I also wanted to comment on what you said about like full transparency. I I think it just also goes back to and I'm going to sound like a boomer probably, but like social media, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like it can it I think we're at this point at least in our generation where we've realized that I don't know if you noticed. Okay. So this is something I like to talk about with my friends is that when social media started, like uh, even through uh, MySpace, Facebook, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then all the forms, Twitter, Instagram came out. I don't know if you had Tumblr before. Mm-mm. Oh, but Ask FM. You know, I there- try to minimize my yeah. social media accounts. See? So in the beginning, when it was booming, everyone yeah. wanted to touch all of these different social media yeah. platforms. But you're starting to realize the trend is people are trying to minimize and be like on one social media platform. Mm-hmm. And even people who have started multiple accounts, like I've been one who is trying to trim down and just have like a minimal yeah. amount of my digital footprint because we realized, man, it's very easy to keep track of what we do. And with cancel culture, people bring up tweets from 10 years ago. Gosh, yeah. And they're like, ah, cancel you for being racist. But it's like, <laughs> dude, 10 years ago, it was, I would argue that there was a time where, again, we, we didn't think about the appropriacies of, of stuff. It was yeah. always just about, is it funny? Is it not funny? Does it relate? So, yeah. Uh, I will say just be careful on social media. And yes, it'll be very difficult to put everything transparently. But that's something you can control yourself. Anyway. Yeah, like what you consume, that that you can control. Control, yeah. And I mean, in terms of like, you know, education and raising awareness, I think the, the, the receiver of the art, it's good to educate yourself on what you actually feel and not be easily swayed by something that... That, that is like forced for you to see. 
you know, especially with like social media, it's 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 important to have your own opinion. Be grounded. Be able to build that. Yeah, yeah. Just be grounded. Mm-hmm. So that's why the question of being is always so important. Who you are, yeah. what you stand for, eventually helps with how you behave and react to certain things. Yeah. And it just takes practice to recall your values at you know, at a time where you need it. Yeah, like sometimes it's, I still fall into victim of something that is supposedly very enraging. Like, because ultimately like social media thrives on negativity, right? It's what captures your attention. It's clickbait. It's everything that is what social media is now. And and in order for that to boom, it, it thrives on negativity. So uh, that's why... For example, I've actually been reading a book called Factfulness. I know it's nothing to do with um, arts specifically, but it's it's basically about a book how our wor- view on the world, aka factfulness about the world, is actually a very outdated form of what is actually happening. And this, what's great about this book is that at the beginning, it has like a questionnaire thing where it asks simple questions. For example, for example, how many uh, people? How many kids under the age of one do you think is vaccinated in the whole entire world? Is it 60%, uh, 70%, 80%, or 90%? What do you think? A, B, C. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the lowest one. It's actually 90%. Really? Yeah. Wow. And actually, like a lot of things are better than what the social media gives the credit for. Because ultimately, again, they want big headlines. They want negative news. That's what gets our attention. But... I don't know why I'm sidetracked so no, much. But. No, no, that's, that, that's, that's exactly it. It's, yeah. I guess that's an example of how the creative arts and creativity, copywriting, yeah. has been used to, like, again, it, it goes back to business, right? People, mm-hmm. You want people to click, you want people to engage. And that's another model that we shouldn't go into here because marketing itself is a whole other yes. rabbit hole. Anyways, okay, the last question that we have here. Um, are there instances where art may be inherently reinforcing stereotypes or misconceptions about a certain cultural identity? And how can this be addressed or prevented? I haven't seen or heard too much in, in Not the on like main forms main, of art. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But definitely like when we, in Small regards accounts. to stand-up, like that's an art form, Ooh, right? Yes. Stand-up comedy. Comedy, comedy kind of reinforces line. it. But, but I, I love that some of my friends say this to me. Um, they're like, comedians are today's philosophers. Because they are the ones that see and then that, that not all comedians, but there are comedians that are critical enough and actually point it out. And we laugh because it's actually true. It's hurt. And, it and hurts, but it's true. <laughs> it hurts. It, it hurts, but it's true. And that's why we laugh at it. And only comedians are, I mean, for me, it's either comedians or the people who are making legislation or researchers. But comedians mm-hmm. are the ones, some of them, again, I don't want to generalize, but there are some comedians. Dave Chappelle's one of them. Um, they really point out like what is wrong with society and yes they do it in a way that's easier to digest through comedy mm, right yeah but, that's but, actually a good like point of view to like look at it exactly but some comedians do include like sometimes stereotype acts into that reinforce their, yeah that yeah. reinforce it and in my head like sometimes I want to revisit like what are being reinforced and it's like to be honest it's quite true like I, I know I'm, I'm going to generalize Filipino cultures as well but it is what happens, you know. We yeah. do do karaoke. We do have like, <laughs> we do uh, always take out our food after every party. It's if there's leftovers, we're gonna ba on. Uh, that's the term for like take taking it out? it out. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just because like we're cheap, but it's just the way we we know how to you know save money. And I think a lot of Asian cultures follow that same thing too. It's like you know, 
And and I guess like some Western people would be like, you don't have to take the leftovers home. I remember, yeah. I remember when I was in the U.S., my host parents were like, oh, you don't you don't have to take the leftover home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I want but, to. But it's food, and it's like. <laughs> I am a student. Like I I'm need, a starving student. I need the food. I need food. <laughs> They're like, don't worry, we can we can cook some for you at home. I'm like, it, that's not the point. And then we yeah. had a discussion where it's just like it's just part of like not wasting money and I guess being more conscious yeah. with with how you're spending and food waste, mm-hmm. you know. Small and I mean, because like, it's a chain of reaction, right? If the audience of the comedians, if we're talking about that form of art, they educate themselves, and if this something is. If everybody agrees that the comedian's intention is inherently bad, it's actually he act is or he or she or they are actually trying to discriminate, then we as a society will ultimately, you know, start to cancel it without actually having to be canceled. Again, art let let's remember that art is a conversation as yeah. well. Whatever anyone puts into the world is not it's in its finality of the conversation. Mm. It's it's kind of like Imagine it as a milestone of this artist's train of thought for this certain topic. Yeah. And it's just, this is where they're looking at it now, but the conversation continues. So once we have that approach, I think it'll be easier for us to start a conversation. Um, This is kind of like if, especially if the artist is accessible, right? Like if they're a young artist in Hong Kong and they post something like this. It'd be good to just have a conversation with them as opposed to just posting it and sharing it and be like, look at this racist guy. It's like, you know, (laughs) I'd rather not have that done to me. So why would I want to do it with someone else? Um, But let's say it's something bigger, right? Um, Do you remember the news, I want to say two years ago or a year ago, where essentially in Hong Kong, there was a TV station that brown faced. So it was a Chinese actress. Mm basically put on a lot of bronzer or like just to make herself look like a Filipina. Oh. A Filipino migrant domestic worker. Okay. And essentially all the stereotypes of Filipinos about superstition and stuff was there. Look, I didn't watch what the What for was it? Like a TV show? It was a TV was show. It? it was supposed to depict like how like a migrant domestic worker mm. and their and their tendencies of like believing in this like spirituality or mysticism look i've heard on both sides of the argument some people have said like if you the problem that i have oh sorry i'll finish this train of thought yeah so i've it's hard I've, i've seen there's there's two sides of the conversation one side says like you guys are overreacting it actually works with the show and it works with the story and then the other side is people who just see the isolated incident of the her, person her putting pretend. it okay. and understanding the details of this role. And I was like, I unfortunately fall, not unfortunately, I fall into the ladder where mm-hmm. I didn't really watch the episode. I don't care to watch the episode. So, of course, my reaction is, what the hell is this? <laughs> why didn't you, like, first of all, why didn't you just get a migrant domestic I'm worker? sure if somebody showed me a snippet of this yes. without context, I so, would So, the thing is, like, it, it did blow up in the internet. There was a lot of people fighting and there were a lot, the people who were fighting for the, like, the former group, the one yeah. who said, it fits in the story, <sighs> were a lot of local Chinese people. <laughs> so, I'm like, obviously. <laughs> like, I don't want to… Mm, Mm, like I thought I was past that but anyway like the way it was addressed like TVB gave a a formal apology stuff like that to be honest anything that's like big and they give big apologies or stuff like that I never feel like that's enough like they need to show that they they have because the the problem with that channel is when I asked some of my local colleagues they were saying oh 
this TV station's always done that anyway. Mm, they never always, an excuse. I know. Mm, yeah. But but that's the reality we have to face is like, okay, if they do want to address this and the conversation to keep going, then they'll have to consistently show that they weren't inherently trying to be discriminatory. But the reality is that these channels, again, they thrive on the they thrive on the Negative. controversy. Yeah. They mm-hmm. thrive on like the drama. So yeah. I mean no bad press is mo- yeah. no press is bad press, was that the quote? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So so to me like Addressing these sorts of um, um, how art is used negatively to reinforce bad or negative stereotypes, yeah, or to create a whole negative stereotype on a certain culture, mm-hmm. um, I would say if it's someone, always take it back to ground level. Always yeah. take it back to who are these people writing? Who are the people receiving these? So trying to impact as much as possible where it's like, oh, have you seen this clip? Like, let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. Like, do you see Filipina domestic workers this way? Is this something that's in your head? Yeah. Because there is a bit of truth into it. I will I will give respect. Like, some, there are some traits in migrant domestic workers and in Filipinos in general that are inherently a characteristic of the group. Yeah. But it's not enough to say like, yeah, let's just continue to reinforce it and make this character look like this weird person. Like yeah. this, right? So so always take it back to grass level. At least, I guess, because we're speaking at our capacity as like, I'm not in legislation. I'm not yeah. a CEO of a company. Um, but if I'm talking about as a citizen, as another podcast host, as someone in belonging, as someone who works as a marketing in a in a company, the least I can do is understand my point of view on things and then just reach to like the small circles of influence you have. Yes. Right? Yes. On this podcast, on my own. Yeah. And once you get to a person who has the influence and unfortunately that's, not unfortunately, the way the world works is if you have the influence, use it to do good know, things. the best that yeah. you can. Yeah. So this is our influence. And hopefully we're trying to address these certain things. I mean, um, technically I am a nobody, so there's no point no. like you don't Singer, have to listen to me if you Hello. don't <laughs> You don't have to listen to me if you don't agree with me, but we can always have a sit down nice conversation. I would say listen. About something. People should listen. Yeah. But you don't like we're not trying to change your point yeah, yeah, of view yeah. and you're not trying to change our point of view. Yeah. Again, go into a conversation yeah. with like how I, we can change yours or whatever. But that's not what we're trying to do. So yeah. hopefully you do listen. If you disagree, start a conversation. DM Please comment. Because D- comments me. are great. Comments, yeah, are, comments great. <laughs> are great. Not just because it's engagement for the profile. Obviously, that's the agenda too. But like, <laughs> comments are good because it helps us inform where we want to take the conversation. Yeah, and where, how we can improve. And who exactly. knows? You could be the next guest on Artist Talk Central. Or on the Insight, Insight Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, we're going to get lunch now because this smells, yes, it smells hella nice. really good. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. No, um, thank and, you so much for being on here. Yeah. I had a really nice conversation. It's it's always nice to. It's an adventure too. We had an adventure. You guys don't yes, know. Absolutely. We had an adventure. Absolutely. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Anyways, thank you for tuning in this week. Um, check in every Wednesdays for new episodes, and I hope to see you guys soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>